Okay. Boy, it's nice for you guys to uh, to be visiting and everything, but I've sp I, I usually listen to what they tell me to do, and Gage give me the thumbs up, so I think that means to start. Okay. Uh, Adam's not going to be here today. He's down in the back, but remember now, it's also his birthday, and I think he's just getting older, you know, and it, it probably is, has something to do with it. So why don't we all stand, and we're going to sing out of the hymn book now. Uh, if you want to, it's up in the corner there. It's uh, hymn number three, Worthy of Worship. Worthy of worship, worthy of praise, worthy of honor and glory, worthy of all the glad songs we can sing, worthy of all of the offerings we bring, you are worthy, Father, Creator, you are worthy. Sustainer, you are worthy, worthy and wonderful, worthy of worship and praise, worthy of reverence, worthy of fear, worthy of love and all this and added to thee you are worthy father creator you are worthy savior sustainer you are worthy worthy and wonderful worthy of worship and praise almighty father master and lord king of all kings and redeemer wonderful counselor comforter friend savior and source of our life without end you are worthy, Father, Creator. You are worthy, Savior, Sustainer. You are worthy, worthy and wonderful, worthy of worship and praise. Thank you. You may be seated. That's better. All right. Good morning, church. Good morning. I am here for your morning announcements, so I'd like to welcome you all here, welcome you online. Also, Adam, happy birthday. I'm not going to make any old jokes like Charlie did, though, so I'll leave that there. Um, continuing this evening, we have two of our discipleship classes to choose from. Lisa is going to be Take the X Out of Anxiety, and then Comparative Denominations by Randy Darr. 
Um, those are the last classes tonight. Also, I am super excited to bring this to you. Um, not that I'm excited there's no prayer and share on Wednesday night, but I'm excited about why there's no prayer and share. Wednesday night, we'll have no prayer and share. Um, we have many people here in our church who are um, a blessing to our community, and they have offered to serve our queen contestants for our pageant at the Macoubin County Fair. So they will be serving those during interviews. Um, there are a lot of us involved here um, in the Macoubin County Fair who will be out there all week. I ask that you um, be in prayer for the fair, be in prayer for all of those who are out there, um, that we can be those Christian examples and share that with our community and our county. Um, also exciting news, two of our wonderful young ladies, Emmy and Madeline, will be singing the national anthem before the Queen pageant Wednesday at the fair. So that's very exciting for them. Um, and then Macy Hampton will be participating in the Queen pageant that night. So a big night for our church there. So come on out to the fair any night. It's lots of fun. Um, also, along with that, next Sunday morning, we will be having um, what we normally do here at church with 9 o'clock um, Sunday school, 1015 church service. But additionally, at 8 a.m., there will be a non-denominational church service at the McCoopin County Fairgrounds. So we invite all of you um, to come for an extra church service and join us at the county fair um, as we serve our God and we worship him uh, before we start that fair day for us. I think that's all the announcements I have, unless anybody has anything else. All right, then I'm going to ask my dad, Glenn Carty, to come up and lead us in prayer. Thank you. All right, I'm going to make another little announcement uh, first. Today is National Disaster Relief Day uh, nationwide. And uh, I have some brochures on each one of the sides as you go out, if you want to pick one up to see what we're all about. Uh, the one interesting thing that I shared in Sunday school that uh, is interesting to me is uh, we are the third largest relief organization. Red Cross is bigger than us and Salvation Army is bigger than us. Southern Baptist Disaster Relief is third, and that's all volunteers. Everything we do is volunteer. The people we work with, volunteer. All of the money that we receive to do all of our mission work, and that's what we consider disaster relief is mission work, all the money we receive is donated money. We don't have any line item budgeted items. It's all donated money that we get. Uh, as we travel around the United States, wherever disaster is, uh, it takes money to go. It takes money to serve. So uh, that's, i just bring that to your attention. Uh, and the brochure is uh, also a wonderful picture of Magoopin Baptist Association shower trailer that we have. And uh, it lists several things that we can do uh, on our uh, disasters, the jobs, what we call jobs that we do. Um, we have a new director. And that's why we have a new brochure. Uh, as the director has changed, we get his name on there, Arnold Ramage. And uh, we celebrated our 40th year uh, in Illinois just this year uh, here at Emmanuel. And that's where we started our first unit, uh, was here with a feeding unit. Uh, most of you know Thurman Stewart was very active in that. Rick Staten was very active in getting that going, and several others in our association. So. Uh, with that, 
Uh, let me lead us in prayer. Our dear, gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for that day, Lord, that you give us today. We thank you for your many blessings. Lord, there's so many blessings you bestow upon each one of us, especially me, Lord, that sometimes I don't even realize that. But, Lord, uh, uh, you, you do. And, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for uh, the safe journeys you give all of us. I thank you for uh, the last two days, Lord, as, as we did a disaster relief training. Uh, in the north, Lord, where we lost a precious one of our uh, team members, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for that, Lord. And, Lord, we, we just pray that you'll be with the disaster relief all over the, all over the United States and the world, Lord, as we reach out uh, to do mission work for others, as we uh, share the gospel, as we have their hands and feet of you, Lord, and, and we share the gospel to all these people that don't know you, Lord. And, and Lord, I also want to pray for other activities going on, as was mentioned, the the county fair, Lord, and uh, next Sunday morning, Lord, as as, uh, as we work so hard to uh, try to get a, a church service uh, involved in the county fair, Lord, and we just pray that uh, that it'll be a success, that we could continue this uh, every year, Lord, that we could have a church service uh, as part of that, Lord, in our county. And Lord, I pray that you be with the, uh, uh, the ones that are going for Carpenters for Christ. Uh, they're going to Tennessee to build a church. Uh, uh, one of them's already left, and the other two are leaving, uh, I think, Tuesday, Lord. Just be with them. Give them a safe trip down there. Give them a good week, uh, Lord, as they build a church uh, that people can come to worship you in, Lord. And, and Lord, uh, I pray also for the uh, SBC convention that will be going on uh, next week, Lord, as, as we have some going uh, to it, Lord, to, to, uh, uh, to be with other Christians, Lord, with other members to try to to bring uh, uh, the Baptists together, Lord, to work um, better for you, Lord. And now, Lord, I pray that you be with our service this morning as uh, Cliff brings a message, Lord. Just, uh, just be with him and and uh, be with Charlie as he continues to lead us, Lord. And uh, just uh, a service could be a great, great day, Lord. And we thank you again for the wonderful day you've given us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hello, I'm Bryant Wright, the president of Sin Relief. And on Disaster Relief Sunday, I want to thank each and every volunteer, church, association, and state convention that plays a part in the incredible work of Southern Baptist Disaster Relief. Because of your selflessness and your dedication, Southern Baptists are among the top three biggest providers of disaster relief in the nation. What an incredible example of what Southern Baptist Christians are capable of doing when we join together to meet needs and see God change lives in the name of Jesus. This has been another difficult year of natural disasters and crisis, but you showed up for your neighbors, bringing hope and healing to families across the country who desperately needed to be shown the love and the care of Christ. So thank you again, Southern Baptist Christians. You are leaving a lasting legacy of gospel impact. As you celebrate this Disaster Relief Sunday, be praying for all the volunteers out there who are sacrificing their time and energy to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in hurting communities. This... Uh this video right before we sing victory in Jesus because that's where we're going to get victory in Jesus why don't we all stand as we sing
before the end of this service, whether you're online or you're in here, that you may sing that victory in Jesus because that's the only way that we're going to be, have victory is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Why don't we sing blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord, the glories of my God and King. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. The name that calms my fears. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tis music in the sinner's ear. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He breaks the power of canceled sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His blood can make the foulest Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I never shall forget that day. Blessed be the name of the Lord when Jesus washed my sins away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. It's always great to sing together, right? And, and to sing, give our worship and praise uh, to our God uh, who created us, who wants us to, uh, to have a relationship with him, who sent, he loved us enough that he sent his only begotten son to die for us. How precious is that? And the thing that we can't forget. Here we are in 1 John chapter 3. We're going to finish out the chapter. We'll start in the 11th verse. We'll work our way through the end of that. We're going to touch on a subject that we've already touched on. Remember, as we look at this, John wrote the, the gospel of John. He recorded for us Jesus' time on earth, the miracles that he performed, the teachings, his time on the cross, his death, and his resurrection. And John ends chapter 20 before it goes into chapter 21 where they're fishing on the seashore. And he says, I wrote this so that you might have faith. Okay? He writes the gospel of John so that we understand all that Jesus did, who Jesus is, that he is the Son of God, that he came to die for our sins, and that believing we might have eternal life. And so John doesn't, doesn't end it there. If we look at 1 John, it is... Now that you're saved, now that I'm a Christian, it's, I'm a Christian, now what? It's how to walk or how to live that faith out. And that's how I want to look at 1 John. Now, here are the themes that we talk about in 1 John. It's light, righteousness, love, and assurance. We're going to talk about love and assurance. One of the things that John wants you to understand is, how do I know I'm saved? Because there's no... I, I have a driver's license that tells me I'm legal to drive, right? So you have, I, I have an insurance card that tells me my car or my motorcycle's insured. <clears throat> when you got saved, the best that you got 
was a baptismal certificate, right? And, and they don't make those so you can carry it in your billfold. So how do I know that I'm saved? John wants to tell you the things that you need to look at in your life, the characteristics of one who belongs to God. So that's, that's that question that we might have. Because guess what? The enemy wants to sow seeds of doubt in your life so that you doubt whether you're saved. Because if you doubt, you won't do. You won't do. Yesterday, I don't know if it was a blessing or a curse, I got to play softball. All right? And, and my wife told me I'm too old for this. So any, I went anyway because they, they, they needed, they were desperate, okay? <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You see, Michael, you can ask him. They were desperate. You know how desperate they were? He actually stuck me at third base, all right? And, and, and I probably could have played for the Cardinals the way they're playing. But anyway, <laughs> we won't go there, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, I, I positioned myself wherever the ball wasn't going to be. That's pretty much how that went. Now, I will tell you that, <clears throat> that I lacked confidence at third base. I, I, I don't think I've ever played third base. Nobody else had, everybody else had better sense than to put me at third base. But when I lacked confidence doing that, I lacked performance. And that's what, I, that's what I want to say about that. So as we think about the enemy and what John writes to us about the assurance, he wants us to know so we can stand there in confidence that I belong to God. I'm a child of God. God's got my back. God is the one that I'm trusting in to have victory, as Charlie said, right? As we sang that song. It's not Cliff's victory. It's Jesus' victory. That's what I want to have. So John writes it so that we might have assurance. And then he talks about love. And that's where this one is. We've already talked about loving our brother, but guess what? John's going to drive that home a little bit deeper and a little bit harder because he wants us to know what love does. Because love is more than a word. Love is an action. And we're going to read that. And he's going to write about what it doesn't do. Again, an action. And I'm just going to preface this by saying this. I love all of you, but I don't love you enough. All right? Now, I think that equally you could say you love me, and you could look around and say that you love the people here who are your brethren. But I think that, that what I want us to drive home, don't, don't just rest there. Because love needs to grow. We need to love one, one another more at 11.45 when I get done than we do now. Okay? Just seeing if you're listening. You understand that? We, we need to grow. We can't be... The idea of being a Christian is never to be satisfied. Has anybody been picked up by a chariot lately? You wouldn't be here, would you? Okay. We have room to grow. So as we read through this, 
And he just, I love my brother. I want you to think about that. And let's drive to a deeper place. Let's make it a matter that we want to work on. So let's pick it up here in the 11th verse of 1 John chapter 3. I'll be reading out of the New American Standard. It's on the screens. You've got it in your Bibles, maybe in a different version. If you're watching online, it's down here in this corner. So, for this is the message which you have heard from the beginning. He's following up the Antichrist. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain who was of the evil one and slew his brother. For what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's good and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth, and will assure our heart before him. In whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So John tells us as he writes this that we need to love one another. That's, his, that's opening out of the gate, verse 11, love one another. The idea of loving our brothers and sisters in Christ because we belong to the family of God. We want not a dysfunctional family. We want a family full of love. And I will say that as John writes that, I want us to think about that. The church ought to be a place of love. Really ought to be, Right? But sometimes we're not known for that. Let's be known for the church that, that, that's a family that loves one another. And so he writes this out. This, this is always one of these things. When I read this, I'm like, how did, how did he stick this in here? He tells us, again, to love one another, but he goes right into not as Cain. Okay, not as Cain did. So that, that means I've got to figure out the reference to that, not ask Cain. What's, what's he mean by that not ask Cain comment? So let's talk a little bit about Cain. We know Cain, but he's not talking about the Cain we like. He's talking about the Cain that we'd read about back in Genesis chapter 4. Okay, Genesis chapter 4. Cain was the firstborn of Adam and Eve. That's quite a title. 
He also happens to be the first person to murder somebody. And he happened to murder his own brother. So we're talking about loving the family, loving our brethren. The first family we see, the first brother relationship, isn't built on love. It's built on hate, right? So Cain murders Abel. You can read about it in chapter 4 of Genesis. Interestingly enough, Cain shows up in chapter 4 of Genesis and then shows up like in three, three more places in the New Testament. Here in 1 John and then in Jude, and I don't remember the other places. It might be all in 1 John. Cain was a farmer. Abel was a shepherd. They both, if you read the text, they both brought an offering to God. Cain's was unacceptable to God. There's a lot of contention about why. A lot of conjecture, a lot of guessing as to what happened there. All we know is this is what it is. And then we see the actions that Cain took to take his brother out to the field and shed his blood. Put an end to him. So, as as we work through this, as we, as we wrestle through what John says about Cain, and says, that's not your example. Let's not be Cain. I want you to think about that. Let's, let that. let's not be Cain. He says of Cain, as he's talking about, let us not be like Cain because he was what? Of the evil one. Remember, John draws a sharp distinction. There's not... There's not five choices. It's two choices. Either you're with God or you're with the devil. That's pretty much how he puts it. And so he puts off Cain. Is he with God? A little bit with God? A teeny bit with God? A teeny, teeny bit with God? No. He's with the enemy. He is with the evil one. He is with Satan. You see, what he says, how do we know that Cain was with the evil one? How do we know that Cain is with the evil one? What's John going to tell us about our assurance? Our assurance of whether we're with God or not with God is based on what? Our actions. And so when we look at the story of Cain, we see action, right? And his action was to murder his brother, to hate his brother. And so what John says, when you look at Cain, by the actions, I can, you, uh, Cain said, I love God. But his actions would bear out that he was of the evil one because he murdered his brother. Interestingly enough, I, I love digging into Scripture, right? Because there are guys a whole lot smarter than I am that know a lot. But if you look at the end of the 8th chapter, it's a perplexing little bit because it talks about Jesus is talking to a group of Jews. As a matter of fact, he's talking to a group of Jews who had believed, and then it goes into this part where, where Jesus addresses them and he says, you want to kill me. And we know that the Jews did, right? We, we know the end of the story. When we read toward the end of the book of John, what do we find? Who crucifies him? The Jewish people crucify him. You see, they would say that they loved God, right? It's easy for you and I to say, I love God, that I love my brother. 
but your actions are going to speak. And so as John writes this, it's believed that he remembers the story because he wrote about it in John chapter 8. He wrote the gospel. He wrote the story. So it made an impression on him. Those words of Jesus, as he was looking at those people that were gathered there to listen to him say, you want to kill me, but yet you say you are Father Abraham. You belong to God. But yet your actions speak differently. So that's that question that we've got to have and we've got to look at. It's that self-reflection moment that we need to have in our own lives. Because if we have hate for our brother, if our actions do not bear out love, and we'll get to that, if our actions do not bear out that we love God, then we're probably in the camp that we don't want to be in. It's more than a word. I'll say this. <clears throat> we've, we've heard that song. I think, it was a, I think it was a Beatles song. All we need is love. Right? Love fixes everything. That's what we want to think. But as John writes this and tells us to love one another, to love the brethren, to love the people. He tells us what? That the world will hate us because it hated Jesus. Okay? Love isn't always returned. Love isn't always returned. You know how you try to do something? You know how you try to love on somebody? You try to help them out? And then pretty soon they, they, um, they don't respond the way that you'd like them to. They don't love you back. They don't call you back. They don't they don't help you out. Then pretty soon, what do we do? We tend to close the door. We should have an expectation that love isn't always reciprocated. Now, I'm gonna, I want to put this in this perspective. When Jesus is here, and he's not feeling the love as he's hanging on the cross. He has the power to exit the cross, correct? Hey, this I'm loving you, but you're not loving me back thing. I'm checking out. I'm going to give up. That's what we often do. We get to that tough spot where we don't have that love reciprocated to us, and we want to check out. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus kept on loving us and still does. Are we going to have, when I'm talking about that tough, the idea of love, and I said we need to get better at it, I need to get better at this. Because there are times, and I'm just going to tell you and admit to that, that sometimes as I'm trying to love on people, I'll check out. Because I don't feel the love coming back. I don't feel like I'm making any headway, so I'm going to move on. Instead of continuing to love. Maybe you are not guilty of that. But I'm asking you the question. Love, as John puts it, turn to your neighbor and tell them that you love them. Now that was really easy, wasn't it? That was really easy. I mean, if Mark can do it, anybody can do it, right? <laughs> Teresa, did you get that recorded, right? He didn't say it. He didn't say it. <laughs> 
Mark, we're waiting. We can't go on. Okay. John tells us that love is more than a word spoken. Love is more than a word spoken. It is an action. You want to flip the slide there? It is more than a word spoken. It is an action that we've got to take care of. He goes on to say, we started out with Cain. Love is not jealous, nor is it hateful. Okay? Love is not jealous, and it's not hateful. That's how he starts out, right? Cain saw God like his brother's sacrifice. Instead of figuring out what he needed to do to get to that better spot, he takes Abel out. How often do we look at somebody else with jealousy and hatred and we bring them down to our level? Love doesn't do that. Love looks at what, somebody, what God is doing in somebody else's life and is thankful for it. Not jealous of it, not hateful for that person. We need to be more like that. I, I, we, we, we grew up that way. That's our natural self, to be jealous. John is calling us to a different place. John is calling us to a place like Christ. And that means when we see others, we celebrate what God is doing. We celebrate what God is doing in somebody else's life. We celebrate what God is doing in another church's life because God is working. We all win when there's victory in Jesus. We need to celebrate that. Not figure out how to take away from it, but yet to celebrate that. Then he goes on to talk about, this is tough. It's more than a Hallmark card. It's laying down our lives for the brethren. Who set that example? Jesus did. So when we're called to love one another, that means that sometimes it's going to cost us. We have to be willing to, to do this. Back to the softball thing. If we're going to love like Jesus, that means we've got to be willing to dive in the dirt to get it. I wasn't doing that. I have to get back up. But here we are. If we want to love like Jesus, we've got to be willing to lay down our life and sacrifice to make that happen. When I said, I don't, you know, I don't know that I love you enough, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of this. Am I willing to sacrifice for you? Are you willing to sacrifice for me? Are you willing to sacrifice for the people around you? That's what love is. That's what, you know, as Glenn stood up here and talked about disaster relief, that is showing love, isn't it? These guys often end up taking their vacation time there is some, many, of them in there, many of them are retired, right? So they got nothing better to do. There's a whole lot better to do in retirement than to go clean out homes that have been flooded, to go pick up limbs, to deal with broken lives. 
You see, so that is a sacrifice that they're making. What? Because they want to love on people. They want to share the story of Jesus. They want to use that opportunity to get in somebody's broken life to show them Jesus. Repairing their life is more than putting their house back together. It's about getting a relationship with, right with Christ. So that's the kind of sacrifice that we're talking about. Ready to lay down your life. And John also says that when you see a need, you know, if you have something and you see somebody in need, you ought to, it's, it's James, right? That should have been recognizable after, out of chapter 2 of James. Because James points that out. If you say you're a Christian, I need you to see smoke coming out of your fireplace. I need to see action. And John says it here. John says, if you see a need and you have the means to meet that need, then you ought to consider meeting the need. Right? You see a need, you meet a need. That's, that's what it, it's the action that he wants you to take. It's the action that he wants you to take. Love. We're talking about assurance. How do I know that I belong to God? Because love is at work in your life. Love marks the believer. Love marks the believer. If you're asking that question, do I belong to God? Do you love your brother? John says that's a command, to love your brother. And then he goes in and he states how you do that. Well, it's not like Cain, it's not being jealous, it's not being hateful. It's about being sacrificial. It's about meeting needs that are out there. That's, so it's an action-based. Love isn't a word. It's an action that you take. Love isn't a word. It's an action that you take. So maybe it's okay that Mark didn't say it, but he has to do it. As we reflected on 34 years of marriage, it's not how many times we said we loved one another. It's about how many times we did that in action. Those are the things that you reflect on. As we stand as Christians, as we stand as brothers and sisters in Christ across this room and online, it's not that we said it, it's that we've done it. Those acts of love, taking care of the queen contestants, the acts of love that we do, that will show, that will mark that we are a believer. That's what John says. Look at what you do and then answer the question. Do I belong to God? Because John says if you either belong or you don't belong. There's not a halfway camp. There's not extremely and extremely dissatisfied and extremely satisfied. It is one or the other. So where do we fall at in that camp? Where do we fall in that camp? What do our actions say? What can we do to love on one another? As always, as we talk about these things, John is writing about how, how we live out our faith. And for some time now, we've been talking about action steps. I'm going to give you one action step this week. I'd love for you to share with me what you did, not to brag, okay? It's not about boasting, but I'd love to share what you've done. I'd love to share what I've done, okay? So see a need, 
meet a need. Can you do that this week? Because what is that? That is love. That's what marks us as a believer. See a need and meet a need. And it may cost you. Are you willing to do that? Because that's what Jesus called us to do. Can we be a more loving church toward one another? I believe so. Can I be more loving to you? Can you be more loving to me? Can you be more loving to the person sitting on your left, sitting on your right, sitting in front of you, sitting behind you? We have room to improve. And that's what this is about. As I read this, it's not the same old story, just love your brother. Let's really take this to heart and see if we can't love better this week than we did last week. And the week after, let's see if we can love better that week than the, the previous week. We're going to stand, we're going to sing, Charlie's going to come and lead us in a, a hymn. This is a hymn of invitation. If God is calling you to respond in any way, you may be called to be a missionary. You may be called to preach the gospel. You may be wanting to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may not know what to do. I'm going to invite you down here. I'll pray with you. We can answer questions. If you have some other prayer concern, you want to pray, you want to pray for the fair. You want to pray for the church service out there. You want to pray for anything you want to pray for, know that you can come here and you can pray. Deacons will be on the side. They can pray with you. I'll pray with you. But let's stand and let's respond to what God is calling us to do. While passing through this world of sin And others your life shall view Be clean and pure without within Let others see Jesus in you Let others see Jesus in you Let others see Jesus in you keep telling the story be faithful and true let others see Jesus in you your life's a book before their eyes they're reading it through and through say does it point them to skies do others see Jesus in you let others see Jesus in you let others see Jesus in you keep telling the story be faithful and true let others see Jesus in you what joy twill be at set of sun in mansions beyond the blue to find some souls that you have won let others see jesus in you let others see jesus in you let others see in you keep telling the story be faithful and let others see Jesus in you
I, I want to do something now. Charlie, you stay up here. Come up here. And then, could I have the rest of the deacons? And could I have Glenn and Sharon? Could you come down? And I have Lisa come too. Okay. We'll do this the best that we can, all right? So, Charlie represents Richard and Dave Fullington. They are going to... Tell us where you're going to. Tennessee. We're going to Tennessee to build a church. It's uh, 2,000 square foot. When we pull up, there will be a flat, uh, a flat concrete pad. And when we leave, it'll be what 100 and uh, I think there's right now that total is 110. 110 men can do in nine days, okay? Uh, sometimes we'd be able to get all the roofing done, the siding done. Sometimes the, the Lord allows it to rain and we can see others one to Christ because we witness to the ones in the community to let them have this lighthouse in the community. So I'm, I'm being Richard now, so I give you the full benefit of everything. Okay. All right. And so we, we just had this down in Trinity at Gillespie. They, you guys were there last year. And so they're still, they're still working on it. But they got it up and done, and they get to go do that work in Tennessee. So we want to pray for them. Sharon and Glenn, if you'll come in here. Okay. If, you, if you're on Facebook, you're aware that Sharon was, her smiling face was in another picture, okay? And she, when I talked to her about it today, she wasn't as excited about that as, as all of us should be, right? Um, but Sharon's part of the executive committee. So Glenn and Sharon, myself and Lisa, will all be heading down to New Orleans next week to participate in the, um, in the annual meeting down there for the SBC. Lisa and Glenn will just be holding up yellow cards at times. Sharon has the hard work, okay, as part of the ECs. They're looking to fulfill the role as they're doing the things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, I don't know, unrest, okay? So Sharon, sometimes when she pops up on there, that, that gets her some nice emails, and at times, it also gets her some not-so-nice emails when we're not practicing love, okay? Our brethren are not practicing love. So what I've done here is I want the, the five of us to gather, and then I'd like for... Vic, I'm going to just have you do the prayer since we're here. So know that we're sending, and we're sending, okay? And we're praying not only for us as we go, but we're praying for the convention. We're praying for the, the carpenters as they do the work, and we're praying for that church down there. So... And then we're praying for all of, all of us here. Father, we come with joyful hearts, knowing that you're listening, knowing, Father, that the opportunities to uh, share love, the opportunities to um, allow our lives, Father. Pastor, I'm losing my voice. Okay. I'm sorry. Father, we continue the prayer, Lord. Thankful for Vic, Lord, who so, for so many years has been faithful to you, to serve you. And Lord, I know that even as his voice can continue the prayer, that his heart continues. And Father, I pray for 
Charlie and the other 105 or 110 men and women that will be gathered down there. Father, I pray that you would give them good work, Lord, an opportunity, Father, whether it rains or whether it doesn't rain. Father, I pray that you would bless their work. Father, as we go towards the convention, Lord, and all that will take place there, Father, may we be able to celebrate the work of our convention, Lord, the work of the cooperative program. And Father, for these things that we anticipate being trouble, for the, Father, for those things that often take us off of you, our eyes off of you, Lord, help us to focus on you and, Father, what you would have us to accomplish for your kingdom and for your greatness and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask, did you guys, either one of you three, want to say anything? Any prayer requests? Lots. Well, here, I'll give you the mic. Okay, go ahead. I just, I'll make it quick. Yeah. I just want you to all be in very solemn prayer. There are some very crucial decisions that have to be made in the next week and a half that will affect all of us. And I just ask that you pray for those things and that you give me personally some strength. I'm, I'm going to be real honest. I'm a little nervous about okay. all of this. Anything? Anything? Kim, can we come down and pray? Come down here. Kim's the president of the fair board. And so before we get out of here, let's pray for pray officially for the fair and safety and and all of the efforts. Um, if you got the newsletter, you got the picture of the 1982 fair, the grandstands, okay? And, and if you recognize anybody in there, let her know who it is, because we don't know who they are, okay? <laughs> and so, but we're thankful, because she's pressed to have that back. We're going to start out the, the fair on Tuesday night with prayer. She's going to lead in the Lord's Prayer, because Cliff doesn't know how to say it, okay? <laughs> okay? So, so, so this is good stuff, and so we get to minister to the, to the Queen contestants, our building, even if we're not there gets to be part of what the fair does. And so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for what it does in the community. And, and let's pray. You want to pray? You can pray. Charlie can pray. <laughs> let's not fight over it. <laughs> okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our dear Grace and Heavenly Fathers, we come to you again, Lord, uh, at this time, just thankful for your blessings that you give us, Lord. And we just pray that you'll, you'll bless this week coming up, Lord, as it's a busy week for several in our church, Lord. And as our church shines uh, Tuesday night, Lord, as, as uh, we bring our Queen contest, uh, contestants in, Lord, and uh, interview them in our facility here, Lord. Uh, it, it is a blessing to us, Lord, to be able to open our doors to that. And, Lord... Uh, that uh, maybe, uh, maybe they're not uh, Christians, Lord, but maybe they'll see something that night, uh, the sayings on our, that we have on our wall over there or something to be said, Lord, and we just pray it should be at that. And, uh, Lord, we also thank you for the ones leading the fair. We thank you for Kim, for her dedication uh, to our county fair, Lord, that, uh, that she puts in all the time that she does to prepare this. It, it doesn't happen overnight, Lord. And, and there's several other volunteers out there, Lord, that... Uh, that work and uh, very, very hard, Lord. And uh, we just pray that you'll, you'll bless this week. And especially, again, Lord, I pray for next Sunday morning, Lord, that as we uh, have a, a service out there, Lord, uh, uh, we did that years ago, but it uh, failed to, to grow. And, Lord, we just ask that it would grow tremendously uh, again, Lord, that, uh, that we could do this every year. And now, Lord, lead us and guide us as we leave here and just uh, bless everyone that is here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.